Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rolling Credits. As always, we got Gums, Pat, myself, Seth, and Gums. Or Kirby. I already Gums said is Gums. here twice. Okay. Gums yes. Here twice. <laughs> I'm here as a double. <laughs> First cut the intro up. of The Last of Us. Uh, exactly. It's perfect. Love it. You, you got to have one mess up, right? It's Otherwise, one, everybody yeah. thinks it's, it's got to have a little scuff. I don't, you got to have a little yeah. scuff. I don't know if it was a, a scuff. I, I feel like there might be two of me, uh, but only one physical presence. Fair so. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Well, uh, a lot happened in episode six, and that's what we're here to talk about. The Last of Us, episode six. There are spoilers ahead, people. So if you haven't seen the episode, now is a good time to leave. Go watch that and then come back later. Get out of here. Um, other than that, let's just get straight into it. So first of all, we finally get to see Tommy again, which was awesome. Dude, look, dude's crushing that role, first of all. Um, Tommy and you Gunn. Get to see, what's that? Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a couple differences that I, no- that I noticed and want to bring this up is in the game, you just see the dam area and the town isn't fully realized until the second game, which I just started playing. So I know this. Um, you're also missing that big fight scene that happens at the dam area. So um, they kind of removed the action to it and kind of made it more of a conversation piece. So it seemed like they went more emotional and deeper than they did in the game. What do you guys think of those changes? And um, do you think it was better that they went that route? And I'll start with you, Kirby. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I would have liked to see a little bit more action. Of course, that's that's my my wheelhouse. I love, you know, action oriented things. Um, but we knew this was coming. They said, you know, before the show was released that they were going to dial back on the action and really kind of ramp up the the dialogue and the emotion because it fits the medium so much better. Uh, so I wasn't shocked. Uh, some of the changes that they made, um, I really enjoyed. I liked a little bit more of the depth that came from, you know, the conversations in the episode instead of just, you know, getting right into the, uh, into the thick of it, right into the action. Um, so I can't really say I've got any complaints, but, um, I would have liked to see a little bit more, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little more action in the episode, but you know, it, it is, it is what it is. Um, Overall, I think they did a pretty solid job with it. Yeah, I think that kind of what Kirby just said there is going to be a big kind of anchoring point on like, I think the way that I felt about the episode for the rest of this podcast episode is that like, I understand, especially from the video, the gamer perspective in me, that is like, yeah, you wanted to see all those cool action scenes that you played in the game. And maybe there was some room here in this specific section or like maybe you could have like kind of dabbled in it a little bit more. But I think especially as we kind of talk more about the episode as a whole, you are kind of looking at this more of the did does the TV show need Joel and Ellie lurking around like trying to conjure up shit to make a shiv to like, you know, to be able to avoid certain clickers or run out of ammo with their shotgun and, and do these other things. I, I don't think that that's necessarily something is needed in the TV show format of this game. So like, I do think there is a lot of value in them kind of taking the extra step to dive into these backstories, why they're doing certain things. Cause like in a game medium, you can meet up with Tommy kind of have all these interactions and kind of go on your merry way and kind of go along. If you just did that in the show, you'd kind of be like, there's this whole, so we're just going to ditch this town. Like, what are we doing here? Like, we're just going to skip all this other bullshit. That'd be super weird. It'd be a massive plot hole. Like, so mm-hmm. I just don't think, I think that this makes more sense for the medium that you're watching it in. 
I agree. Yeah, Dumb's- great point. You know, great point there, but I disagree. I, I do wish they'd add a little bit more erosion to this set. I, I really feel like they're just wandering hundreds of miles with no interruptions right now. And I don't appreciate that. Like, you're not going through Raccoon City and not seeing a zombie, right? So I, I feel like you shouldn't go through this town in this these areas and really not see a lot of clickers and things like that. Because, yes, we can dive into the emotion, but... You got to have one or two like this isn't an empty world. And they're kind of it's like a time skip instead of it's like a plot skip. Right. And I I don't really care either way if this town isn't built or if there was like an extra battle here or whatever, because they're just skipping ahead to this so that we can get to other stuff. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's in game two, great. But we're getting past this so we can meet Tommy and then we can we can kind of figure out what's what. And then what's happening to Joel is, you know, he's starting to feel like a father again. Right. So. I mean, in my opinion, um, I, I don't miss this big fight scene. Um, I, I don't mind that the conversations are a little bit more e- emotional and deeper in the game versus what's happening now, because I think that's going to come. I think this this episode is very much like a precursor to a trilogy episode mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where you might have three episodes encompassing what's going to happen right here. And that was the start. And then we're going to get some really good middle juicy part. And then we're going to get an end where something else happens. Um, so I, I feel like that's kind of how it goes. I don't really, like I said, I don't mind these changes because if you didn't play the game, you would never know that. But I, mm. I do want to make it a point that I, I do want to see more scavenging or it doesn't have to be like 20 minutes of scavenging. Sure. It's just got to be like, hey, we can't be wasting these bullets on target practice out here. Like mm-hmm. you can't be yeah. cussing me out because you suck at shooting. I'm trying to teach you and then you're missing and wasting <laughs> our ammo. Like that doesn't. You know, logically to my head, like that's not making sense to me right now in this type of world because everything's so precious. Um, and I'd like to see a little bit more of that. So that's my answer. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I, I do kind of want to cut in here and say I do agree with you on is that they do. There is definitely a bit of that feel. And I've now that we're kind of six episodes in, you do kind of start to really feel it a little bit more that the way that they do the time skip kind of a little bit ahead does kind of leave a lot of room for and like that's also something that happens in the game as well to a certain degree. Like so, it's not like the, the mm-hmm. worst thing in the world. But like I understand what you mean. Almost like going back to my point actually about the the TV medium, where I think that's almost something that they could have adjusted for TV was maybe actually do like you said and maybe fill that that world a little bit in between these time skips with something that made yeah. a little bit of sense. That well, would have been do, kind of been um, that best of both worlds a little bit. Yeah. They do allude to certain things, like when they're talking to that couple in the cabin, mm-hmm. which were my favorite part of the episode. Like hands awesome. down, they they were fucking hilarious. Easy MVPs um, of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But uh, they alluded to like you know other towns that they had, cities that they had gone through that were like overrun. So they allude to things that are happening. But yeah, I would like to see yeah. a little bit more of that, a little bit more of the it's, world building and the the development there. Yeah, the world doesn't feel scary to me. You know, yeah. for what's happening. It does not feel scary. Yeah. And, and 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 I think I, I want to I hope that they're not going to go away from that where like you got to understand that this is a pandemic or epidemic or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to scare me with what's around me, because right now they're just walking through towns that are and then they're meeting towns that are built. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. look at this cool town. And it's just not feeling scary or scarce. There's no sense of that there. Um, and I think that. uh the Walking Dead, like there's zombies every episode, and maybe that got a little bit 
uh, annoying. Um, but I think Walking Dead got super annoying once they started playing too much into the people's drama and they <laughs> forgot that the world was trying to kill them. Right. So I don't know. I, I'd still like to have a, I know it's coming and all, but I still want to yeah. have a sense of scarcity. I want to get that sense of fear. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys- Seth, Seth, what are you thinking? Yeah, you guys all pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I I do agree with Gums on that part, though. It is like, you know, within the game, it kind of felt like a good even keel between the two and having both. Whereas, like, it's clear that they're trying to make this more Mm -hmm. of a character emotional story and rather than having that outside element of the infection. Like, it's there and present, but I feel like we should, at this pace, you know, six episodes in, we should have more (laughs) than five minutes of them being chased, you know? Yeah. but I, I do think the conversations um, they are making the show. A lot of the like conversations that happen in the game weren't as deep. And so I think them going into that, you really get to see these people act, which uh, Gabriel Luna, who mm-hmm. plays Tommy, mm-hmm. is absolutely crushing that role. And I think like he sounds like him, his like mannerisms. And it kind of brings me to my next point. So in the game, you had that, you know, Joel and Tommy's conversation. It was maybe like, three minutes like not even that long it was like a quick banter Mm -hmm. and then you go into that big gunfight in the show it was way more emotional it was way more intense um do you think that was more effective for this um versus it being in the game because i mean that whole conversation and seeing like joel actually break down and like cry you don't see that in the game and i thought that Mm -hmm. was like that hit hard so i wanted to get your guys's take on that um and i'm gonna start with yeah so it, it was more emotional and intense and um you know, I, I, I enjoyed that, you know, I really enjoyed that. And it's like, as I'm in fatherhood, like I'm, I understand 100% from Joel's perspective, like he can't handle this. And the reason he can't handle this is because he's, um, I forget he compartmentalized so much. And what Ellie's Mm -hmm. doing right now is running through those compartments and breaking them. Right. So he's starting to falter. He's starting to have like little mini panic attacks. And so you start to see Joel become very human and not just like this badass action hero. And I think that's a great split and a great um, nuance for this to have. Uh, It humanizes him. It it makes him, you know, just a carpenter, a contractor instead of like an elite task force SEAL team. Right. (laughs) And so uh, I really enjoy that. I think it it is uh, more beneficial to the TV show to be this way. and and I enjoyed it. So it's my two cents on it. Yeah. And I think it, this does kind of it kind of circles back into a little bit of my last point about like why it's, I think, a little bit better for TV to be a little bit more balanced this way, because mm-hmm. like if, if you are going to avoid a little bit more of the violent side of things like this episode very clearly took a much deeper dive into the mental health of both Joel and Ellie and Mm -hmm. how that relates to what the overall goal of the show is. And that, you know, a lot in a lot of ways that their mental health issues were clashing and preventing them from trying to go forward in a lot of ways. And so them deep diving into this conversation and making it impactful, because again, like I'll say before, if, if they show up in this town and Joel and Tommy have like a two minute conversation and like have this like little fight out of seemingly nowhere and don't, have that reunion and like kind of full build up to be able to have this conversation and talking about like what's been happening in each other's lives before they blow up on each other and kind of break everything down. It, it's, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. I don't think it would, I don't think it would, you know, be very good canon, especially for people who didn't play the video games. So 
I think that this was a better deep dive into like their mental state. You really started to see Joel get panic attacks and kind of how mm. that affects him. And like, then you get Ellie listening in on Joel's health problems and everything like that. It's, it, it becomes a much deeper moment, I think for the show in and of itself. So I did personally really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you as well. I, I thought that conversation and just hearing Pedro Pascal break down and like hear Joel in his voice. I thought it was just such mm-hmm. a really like well done scene. Um, and I think, and we'll get into this a little, you know, in a little bit, but I think the stuff that happened in the game and the dam, what they changed for the show worked here because them kind of foregoing a lot of the violence that really gets into these characters more. And like, we get to see really what they're going through. Um, and they like, like I said, they glossed through that in the in the game. So I I think it was a necessary yeah, change. And it was I want to I want to kind of so, point out your point there a little bit about how in a game like you're not going to do that right. And it kind of yeah. talks about a little bit what Gum said is like in a game you're just going to be the the fucking hero, right? Like you're going to be the superstar. Like in yeah. real life, you're going to tell me you're not going to have crazy anxiety attacks and like severe depression and like like a, an absolute breakdown every single day that you're stuck by yourself in the middle of the woods fighting off a bunch of zombies. Yeah. Like it's, it's just something that I think makes more sense to your point that it just like, you kind of get the deep dive into what's real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, what we, what we did not have with, you know, all of like the fights, like the fight scene at the dam and stuff like that, you know, that was taken out. This was like a really good balance for that. Like this was the, the good, like, you know, balancing of the scales for it. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about it is you're starting to see kind of the um, almost like codependence between Joel and Ellie really shine through in in this episode. You know, um, when Joel is talking to Tommy and telling him that he's got to take Ellie the rest of the way because he's starting to freeze up. He's starting to have the panic attacks and he doesn't feel like he can do it. Um, That's, you know, born out of this need to protect her and to keep her safe. And then ultimately at the end of the episode, when he decides to go himself, it's, it's, you know, him kind of coming to that realization that like, Hey, like she wants me there and she needs me there. So I have to do this. And, you know, in the same, you know, side of that coin, you know, Ellie, you know, realizing that, you know, Joel's going to kind of pass her off to Tommy and she starts to kind of freak out a little bit um, is showing that she's come to rely on him and to trust him and, you know, just emotionally like needs him there to, to protect her. So I think it was a good way to balance the lack of action um, and, and to kind of make the, the whole drama of TV uh, take over. So I think they did a good job with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so continuing on here with some of the differences, that's pretty much the, the topic of this episode is there was quite a bit of differences, whether it was good or bad. That's kind of what we're here to talk about. But <clears throat> so in the game, they obviously, you know, go to University of Eastern Colorado. Um, same thing with the TV show. However, a lot of things change in that whole entire sequence. Um and one of those things is the infected were completely left out. They actually had to go through different infected to get to the like main ho- like hospital area. Um, and a lot of the like interactions with the Raiders were also left out. Um, why do you think they kind of like quickly ran through that that scene and that that whole setting? Um, and what are your thoughts on the, the yeah. change there? So I'll start with you, Pat. I get it. 
like I get I get what you're saying. Like this would have been like a very easy plug to like throw in some clickers and, and some runners and stuff like that. It would have been a much easier way to put that in there and just kind of give you a little fan service in that spot. I I do think they kind of went that way because of how much build you put into the front end of the episode and the interactions that we did see, like we just talked about in the last two questions, like the whole point from a producer standpoint from going there was to eventually get to the way that it ended. Right. It was like, it wasn't really about them running into more infected in terms of like relative to the game. Right. In terms of what the story plot is going to be moving forward. It wasn't about that. And it was more about, Joel's going to get hurt here and that's going to be the cliffhanger for this episode before we go forward. Like, and that's, that's more what that scene's about. So I, I think that's why they did it. I, I kind of, I can understand being upset by not like, you know, wanting to just throw in a couple clickers just to make it fun and adventurous and go for it. But in this, in the same breath, I can be like, I it's, it's definitely not what the episode was designed for. Mm-hmm. In and of its kill. Yeah, I I agree with you. And then I kind of like going back to what Gum said earlier. This is a big ass university. You're telling me there is no infected in the entirety of this university. Like that I just didn't understand that. It just like it was empty, it was abandoned. And you know, there was one scene in the game too where they like find a bunch of bodies in the back of a uh mm. like truck, and that wasn't even included. I just think like the sequence just rushed through a lot of things to get to kind of like what you just said to get to the point of Joel. But I feel like in this episode and I'll get to this in my, and you know, the next topic here is it took Mm. out the emotion to it. I think there, there was a lot more emotion Mm. in that sequence than just the violence. Um, And I think that that violence showing them, (laughs) well, I'll get to that in the next part, but that's kind of, kind of my point there. I just, I, yeah. This is kind of where the episode started to lose me. Yeah, no, so I, I I'll, agree. I'll go with you, this, Kirby, next. Uh, this sequence, like the, the tail end of this episode, to me, is kind of where it fell flat. Um, we It just felt so rushed going into the university. There's so much more they could have done with it. Like, yes, I get the purpose of the episode is is to really draw on, like, the narrative and draw on, like, the emotional aspect of it. But... This I feel like it was just a huge missed opportunity because you could have had a lot of fun with the whole university sequence. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was behind it. Maybe trying to keep the focus on like the narrative driven stuff. But yeah, this I don't know. They they should have thrown something in here. And I mean, that could have been an episode in itself. Uh, I, okay, so I'll interject, I'll interject there. I think I do more agree with that statement, though. I think yeah. if you wanted it to be more, you could have cliffhanged it when they left the town and, yeah. and made that its own episode. That they, I, that they I think have, I can get behind. They could have made yeah. that its own episode. And I get, you know, it's a show. You only have so many episodes to go through and you have a full game that you're trying to burn through. But the way that they did it just felt very rushed. And I, I think it was just kind of a disservice to that that section of the game. I'm just glad we got to see the monkeys, though. Before you. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, at least we got the monkeys because we didn't get the giraffes. Uh, but before Gums, you go, that is a good point you made because we only do have a few episodes left. And the next episode is clearly about the, you know, the addition that they made mm-hmm. to the game, the prequel oh, about yes. um, Ellie. From, yeah. And um, I can't think of her. I can't think of her name. So that really only leaves two episodes to end the game. So that'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. because there is a lot of good content there. And if they rush that, yeah. it's going to be kind of un- unfortunate. 
Yeah, I so, mean, go ahead, just kind of speaking to that, and I think we all notice it here, is that they may not have understood like what type of hit this was going to be. And in doing so, obviously, they've already prepped for this. And they've decided to kind of push through a lot. Because mm-hmm. eventually, we're going to run out of game real estate. Yep. And then maybe they free-for-all it. But we all know things that have been free for all before never have ended well, right? Mm-hmm. So we can look at like Game of Thrones. Like if you're <laughs> outpacing, it's going to be bad. So it's kind of an unfortunate sequence of events that we don't get the some of the fun scenes and, and to do some of those action sequences from the game that you know you had to do or that were integral to the game because it's like, mm-hmm. hey, that's a missed opportunity. That that's something we could do. So. Um, Again, a lot has changed. I mean, this whole episode was just a skimmed version of what happens in the game to put down maybe some more, um, some different type of plot devices that we'll see later on maybe come back, which is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, the anxiety or maybe the love for a child is a big play here and things like that. So I assume with the episode like this, next episode is going to be just bussing with, with action or something, right? Because that's typically how you Mm -hmm. do it. You kind of get a lull and then you reach us up. Um, but, uh, I, I don't really care either way for this change. It's sad that they've pushed through the game so quickly in one season when you could have pushed through the game and you could, I mean, you could have really took this thing into two seasons and had some fun with it and you could have created yeah. your own ensemble within the game one, right? So instead of outpacing the game, you could have created new content within the confines of the game. So instead of just getting to the university, you could have made something up that happened before it, or you could have gotten to the university, had the big scene, and then had something happen in between then, and then they meet the girl, right? So like, that's where you could add creator's touch. I just always hate when you add it at the end as if we're going to, you know, be okay with that. Um, But either way... they. uh... It is what it is on that. I, yeah. I'm really neither here nor there for it. They really could have uh, the way that yeah. they've expanded on a lot of the backstory uh, for different characters and different groups of people so far has been phenomenal. So they really could have run the entire first season going, you know, blow by blow with the game, creating some backstory here and there. And then like ending season one, as they reach the town, and they find Tommy season two, they pick up on the back half of the game and kind of explore that they could have done that. I think but I do wonder if like from Gums' point, like I wonder if from Gums's point where if you don't know this is going to be as big of a hit and you're HBO and you're a studio and you're making a video game adaptation, you're maybe a little hesitant that this is going to be the the pop hit that it's good that it wound up being. So oh, that's I, fair. I wonder if they go season one through game one and then they really drag out the second game. Mm hmm. So to your point right there, I'm going to interrupt. That is what they're doing. And Neil Druckmann and I think Craig Mazin is the the writer for the show came out saying that they're going to make the second season over two seasons. Like it's going to be a longer thing. And to Gums's point, yeah. I definitely think they didn't think this would be a hit because every single oh, video yeah. game adaptation has been ass. Yeah. Like just ass. I like and for as big of a studio HBO is and for all of the crap that they've been pulling and deleting shows left and right. It, it makes sense that they made this kind of like a quicker thing, mm. but they've been doing a great yeah. job with yeah. it. Yeah, and speaking so. of video games kind of being butt cheeks, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. You can't take a video game that is lives in a full fantasy world that has like abilities and powers. If you can mm. have a video game, though, like Tomb Raider or something, right, that lives in the world of this is believable and this can happen – then it's all about getting the right storylines. Mm-hmm. Now, where Tomb Raider, I think, failed 
is it had movies and it should have had series, right? And because nowadays we have the technology to make this stuff work, I think if we made Tomb Raider a series, a lot more people would would dig Tomb Raider. Kind of how that new National Treasure flick is on uh, Disney Plus. Oh, that's a really fun like kid show. Like it's a good Mm -hmm. show. I can imagine Tomb Raider being very similar to that, but maybe a little more R rated and just having a blast. So uh, that was just my two cents on that for sure. I think Tomb Raider is going to be a show. They wasted (laughs) Alicia Vikander. I'm just saying that they wasted her. Um, So this is where I got upset with this episode. And I, me and Pat were like starting to talk about it earlier and now I'm going to get into it. And Gums, I'm sorry because you haven't played the game, but you saw what happened in the show. So I'm going to give you the differences here. So the final dis- difference, you know, from the game to the show is how Joel gets hurt. So in the game, you know, there's a way, there's a lot more to it. And there's not just the violence aspect, um, but there's just a lot more things that are happening. And especially with Ellie. And wh- I want to know, like, why do you guys think that they changed this sequence to being just Joel getting hurt, stabbed, and that was it. So do you think that this had as much of an impact on the show um, versus how it impacted Now, you can we has pause here? I just want you to give me a little bit more explanation of what happened in the game because I know what happens in the show. So if you could just enlighten yep. me on that, then I'll have a better answer for you guys too. I'd like to know a little bit more of what happened in the game versus here. Yeah. I was trying so because I'm first person to go here, I made sure none of you guys stole my answer. <laughs> but um, so in the game, how it basically plays out is um, Joel runs into the, the um, like the hunters or the raiders that show up and they're all in the building and him and Ellie basically have to fight their way out. Joel ends up like getting entangled with another person, gets thrown off like the edge of like this railing and lands on this like big spike and he gets impaled. And so instead of him getting stabbed, he gets impaled. But the one difference that I didn't like that they didn't include was the whole part where basically Ellie is dragging his ass out of the building and he's like fading in and out. And you're basically trying to get him to safety. And I thought not having that was less impactful because one, it kind of takes away from Ellie just being this like stronger character that we've seen throughout the game. And then her like will to like, make sure Joel lives and the relationship that they're getting. I thought them taking that part out wasn't as impactful and just seeing Joel like pass out. It just, I don't know. It didn't hit as hard, like him getting stabbed. And then two seconds later he falls over. Whereas like that was a drawn out scene where he's getting dragged out of the building. Your character you're playing as Joel and like your vision starting like getting bloody and like going in and out. But I do understand why they made that change, you know, kind of to what, Pat was saying earlier, they mm. did that to get to the end point, and I don't know. And maybe it's not realistic seeing somebody get impaled, and everybody knows that they're not going to survive that. That's so my big beef. Maybe getting stabbed was more realistic. <laughs> like, is I am not I'm not going to sit here and watch yeah. this guy jump off a balcony and get impaled. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. So and maybe that's why they changed it because it's not believable, and they're trying to make it believable. But I just I don't know. I wish they had that part with Ellie mm-hmm. and him getting dragged out. So. Yeah, yeah, so that, that makes, give you a, that makes a little bit happened? more sense. Like, it was just a much cooler scene is is what it sounds like. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like. Hey, this was just yeah. way cooler to do it this way and then and then see his vision blur cool. and kind of have that emotional music kick in and really get to work on that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with that said, then, um, I do think they should have went more that route, right? I don't like anybody randomly not having anything happen to somehow in the middle of a of the foreground or whatever the place, the quadrant or whatever they call it, the quad, somebody's able to sneak up on you, right? In the middle of winter where you hear on all those steps with a shiv and get close <laughs> enough to you to do this, right? And the horse don't say nothing. Nobody hears anything. I'm. It just... It was crazy talk. Like, that was weird. I was like, what? Like, how did that happen, dude? If that was <laughs> happening to you every day, you're dead. No wonder they don't show more stuff of the clickers chasing you because you'd be you'd be effing dead. <laughs> right. So it's just like I didn't really get that point. Um, I would have then preferred it the game way. I, I, I mean, this again, we talk about not having any action for this episode, but that would have been a great place to put some action. Them running out, have the monkeys in the background, rah, rah, you know, going nuts as they're fighting. And then. um I would have liked to see that strength that you talk about from Ellie's character of that. She's not just there to be there. She's not there for Joel to dote on. Like she's equally as strong as Joel and is his other half to help him through it and to have her. I mean, I guess it doesn't make much sense for her to be able to pull a grown man. Um, yeah. But she could have tied him to that horse. <laughs> she she could have tied him to the horse. Yeah. Right. Like there was other ways that that, that could sure. happen where she could have drug him on the horse in the snow on a sled, whatever. She could have threw him on there. Um, so they missed a couple of things there. And I would have I would have much rather have that more dramatic scene rather than um him getting shivved. And then the fact that he pulled the shiv out, uh, yeah. knowing that you should always keep that in so you don't leak out was kind of wild. The, the old lifeguard uh, in me those are my there. critiques. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those are my only. Yeah. Yeah. The lifeguard <laughs> in me cringed a lot. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, yo, you just, you leave that in until you get somewhere safe, brother. So yes. um, yeah. th- those are my critiques. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, we were watching it, uh, you know, Seth, uh, Lauren and I, I'll watch it together. And I believe during that part when he's like, he starts pulling it out, all three of us, and I was like, no, don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. Uh, so that was like, Ooh, we all just like kind of puckered up a little bit. Um, but um, <laughs> I do think that they could have gone a little bit more dramatic with that scene. Um, I think it was again, like, as we said, this is where it, it kind of fell flat. Like they just rushed through this whole section and this in particular felt rushed. Uh, so they could have drawn it out a little bit more. They could have made it, uh, I think Gums, you put it probably like, you know, a little bit more dramatic um, and and kind of had that, you know, that scene where it, maybe not him falling off something and getting impaled because, yeah, that's a little bit unrealistic, but something, you know, a little bit grander could have happened. And then you see like Ellie has to like tie him to the horse and drag him out or some shit like that. Um, so I, exactly. Yeah. Add a little flair to it. Um, because yeah, it just like, I saw it happen. I don't think it was a shiv. I think that was the handle to the the, baseball bat. It was the handle to the baseball bat. It was. Yes. Um, so, uh, it was was like, okay, well that kind of makes sense that that would be there because he kind of came at him, broke the bat on the tree and then they start kind of like tussling with it. Yeah. Yeah. Tussle a little bit and then, you know, kills him. Um, but yeah, they could have done a little bit more with that. Um, I, I do think that was a, a bit of a letdown and I just, I didn't really, when like it pans down and you see it sticking out of his, his side, I was like, oh, well that happened. That was it. That that was the reaction. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Also, did he, it didn't at all. Did he, did he snap that. his neck? Yes, he did. Cause that was wild too. 
It's not yeah. easy to snap a person's neck, especially from that position. And I will, I will put this on our, you know, our Brazilian jujitsu master <laughs> over here, Pat, to tell me, like Pat. I mean, I know as a grown man, I can choke somebody out, sure, especially if I have them in that type of triangle grip. But man, breaking somebody's neck from that position is it hard? I mean, listen, it, it, it was a it silent was, take. So I will say game, the, okay? the gamer me says that that down. is a callback to that. It, it it really doesn't take that much pressure to like crack somebody's windpipe. And I think it only takes like 15 pounds of pressure or something like that mm-hmm. to be able to do it. So if you do it from a side that you would just get that like wrist in there and just snap somebody's like, like windpipe pretty much, they would, they would pretty much go down pretty quickly. It, it wouldn't be overly, but they wouldn't like necessarily I, go down right away. They would essentially suffocate because like you would, yeah. you would basically not be able to breathe unless it like and- cracked back down, like on your neck. But yeah. I also feel like if if you're that that's 15 pounds of pressure unimpeded, you're not expecting it. You're on some snake Metal Gear Solid type hitman stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not, hey, I know I'm fighting you right now, Pat, and I'm not going to tuck my chin and I'm not going to I'm going to just like clearly let you have this. Right. And so I'm like, ah, (laughs) true, true. (laughs) Happens. (laughs) happens listen parents i'm sorry if your kid starts snapping necks and cashing checks but i'll kind of get into (laughs) my answer here because i've kind of been a little bit of the guy advocating for some of the changes in in this episode today um because i don't think this scenario right here in the way that it played out relative to what seth was saying is kind of where i it really kind of went away for me where I think that this whole thing kind of changes was what we were saying in the last episode where it's like, if you maybe throw a greater volume of Raiders in the scene or some, some runners or clickers in the mix, I think this, this scene completely changes. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I, I kind of disagree with Seth in terms of the, the, the deal with maybe the way he gets stabbed or Ellie pulling him off the side. Cause I, uh, I'm kind of back with what Gums was saying. I, I kind of call bullshit that this 14 year old girl is pulling out a six foot three, 250 pound dude out of there back onto the horse and getting out of there with a bunch of Raiders running at him. I call bullshit there. So. Well, she like carries him and he like yeah. walks, but he's like falling down. It's still, still like kind of point made. Like, you know, like I'm just saying like, so I don't think that that's <laughs> where the scene itself went flat for me because I do think that relative to this sequence, like when Joel does go down and Ellie is kind of freaking out over on top of him, which is like obviously where we pan out and is our closer to the episode. I, the only thing I think of is the scene in the bedroom when Ellie is talking about how she overheard what that, you know, Joel was going to essentially leave her with Tommy. Right. Which by the way, was pretty much a line for line chain. Mm. Like they take directly from the game, which yeah. was done mm. fucking perfectly by yeah. the way. So, that that's kind of where that went to. So the actual the way that it ended is actually were not where my beef was with it. I think that I will just say that, like I said in the previous question, you throw maybe a greater volume of raiders and maybe a handful of runners and clickers, and I think this whole ending changes. Mm-hmm. I think the entire episode's different, and I think yeah. that I think that it makes it as as suspenseful as impactful and and just as emotionally driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying that's episode five. <laughs> Tell that to episode five. On that note, we will be back next week for episode seven. Hope you guys are prepared. It does look like we're not going to see what happens with all of this until episode eight. 
it looks like we're getting that prequel. So that'll be interesting. I don't know how long the prequel is. I've only played like 20 minutes of it. I haven't, I haven't played <laughs> so, any of it. So yeah, it's all new for me as well. Yeah, before Sunday. yeah, same. Yeah. So, yep. On that note, Gums. It's not that easy to break a man's trachea, but it is very easy to like, follow, and subscribe. Let's keep it rolling.